Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day, welcome to The Journey. I'm Dodsey. And I'm Dave. Great to see you once again, Dodsey. How are you? Mate, I'm great. Thanks for asking. It's great to be back on the red chair behind the mic as always. Well, I'm a happy little rooster. As you know, the Chookies got up in the grand final a few yes. weeks back. Yes. But Ford also winning the Bathurst 1000 after many sporting years of pain. I'm a happy little rooster. What about yourself? What have you been up to? Yes, mate. Good on the Fords. I've actually been to a couple of back-to-back things in the last week. First of all, I went to a staff retreat up at the Hermitage at Mittagong. Beautiful surroundings. And then I was at the Young Men of God conference out there at Stanmore Top. Now, Young Men of God, for those uh, listening, is a conference for young men all around the world. And when I say young, young at heart will do. There were some people in their 60s there, and it just brings them together and just uh, gives them great talks and really feeds their faith. You know, the main point I took from both of those events is the importance of living in the present, you know, that God will meet us where we're at. Actually, Dodsey, tying in with that story that you've just related to us, I was privileged to be invited to the Pulse AGM recently. Mm. I went to this meeting and I, I got chatting to Josh Reed, the general manager of the station. And one of the things I discussed with Josh before we sat down was about not burning bridges from the past because you never know who you'll bump into. Yeah, true. Maybe many years down the track. You wouldn't believe it. I go and sit down. I just chose a spot. It was next to a gentleman whom I thought I'd never met before. Mm. We looked at each other after a little while and said, you know what? I know you from somewhere. And this gentleman said, I know you from somewhere. It turns out I did a small business course 20 years ago in Fairfield in Western Sydney where I grew up. And he remembered me. And I tell you now what I got out of it, Dodsey. Mm. God's will. Live by God's will. 20 years passed by. Mm. And the person I am now compared to whom this gentleman said I was back then. Yeah, yeah. It's just a work of God. It's amazing. Well, coming up on the show today, Gospel Reflections, the lovely Sister Hilda, also the Catholic guy, Bruce Downs, Dr. Byron and Fran Parola, Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. Stellar lineup, Dave. We've also got an interview with David Harrison, who's recently started in the Diocese of Wollongong as the new Director of Catholic Mission. Now, he's going to tell us a little bit about his journey to take on the role and what Catholic Mission's all about. Seems like a good bloke, and he's really passionate about how we can all do our bit for the church with the most needy right around the world. Yeah, Dodsey, can't wait. Let's get into the Gospel Reflection. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. This week's Gospel is from Luke chapter 18. It's about the unjust judge and the very, very persistent widow. Recently, the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded... Back in 1976, a Betty Williams won the Peace Prize. Betty is from Northern Ireland and is a co-founder of what was then called the Northern Ireland Peace Movement. Once in Northern Ireland, Betty witnessed the bombing death of children one afternoon. A little girl died in her arms. The force of the bomb had cut the little girl's legs off and blown across the street. Betty held the little girl as she bled to death. Betty went home in shock and despair. Later that night, when the shock had worn off, the full impact of what she had seen struck her. She stepped out of her house and screamed into the night. Shouting at both God and the world, she moved from house to house, knocking hard on doors. Doors that could easily have opened with guns pointed at her face. What kind of people have we become? The children are blown to bits in our streets, she howled. Within hours, the whole town was awake. 16,000 signatures were on petitions for peace. 
Betty Williams is the persistent widow, the one who keeps on knocking, who keeps on making her case so that a world that seems not to care, that has no respect for God or humanity, it will go on. She goes on. The Psalm 121 says, If I look to the mountains, will they come to my aid? No, my help is the Lord, who made the heavens and earth. Betty offers us a wonderful example of someone who's prayerful, who is living and acting with the kind of intensity and passion of that widow in today's gospel. Just knowing such people are around can inspire and strengthen our own commitment to justice and peace. God listens to voices such as these, and so do we. Maybe our voices could be one with Betty's. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Have you ever tried to pray and felt like God is just not close by? A few days ago, scientists revealed that they'd grown a tiny human brain, which is an impressively different league to the broad beans I grew at school when I was nine. And if that wasn't eyebrow-raising enough, researchers in the US have apparently shown how some models of car can be electronically hijacked via a laptop computer while the owner is still at the wheel. Back when Mars Bar's chocolates were 20 cents and home computers were the size of a fridge, technological developments were a lot more logical and reassuring. Cassettes turned into CDs and lawnmowers became slightly even more efficient. Part of the reason for that is that we've come such a long way when it comes to really being good communicators with each other. We can communicate in all sorts of dimensions, ways and style. This being the case, I'm not always so good at communicating with God. I'm not alone in this, and I suspect that the reason we struggle with it is because God, unlike us, is not human. Our sophisticated human communicative methods are all about speaking, listening and seeing, and it's hard to communicate with someone who doesn't use these methods. It's hard work to pray and not receive an immediate conversational response like chatting to your grandma in the car. It's hard to try to work out what God wants and thinks when he doesn't drop you an email with a PowerPoint attachment. We recognize that it's okay that God doesn't communicate with us normally. It should be expected. He's not like us. He's different. He's something else, something beyond, something bigger, much bigger. So don't give up. Just roll with it. It may be that God isn't communicating for now, or it may be that you need to be more flexible. I know I do at times, adapting to new ways of speaking, listening and seeing in order to communicate with God who is desperate to communicate his love for us. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com and don't forget wherever you are around the world today that God is never far from you. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Fantastic piece there by Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. We're spoilt here on The Journey. We've got people like Bruce, also Sister Hilda, the Parolas, Pete Gilmore, and the lovely Trish McCarthy. Ah. It's hard not to have listened to the show, Dodsey, each week and not heard something that helps you on, you guessed it, your journey. Yeah. Look, that's the name of the show, Dave. <laughs> now, listen, here's something that everyone needs to hear, I reckon. All churches across New South Wales are right now, that's right now, recruiting volunteers to get involved in teaching special religious education. Now, that's sometimes known as scripture in the state schools. Well, Dodsey, I'm a scripture teacher. I think you know that. I've never been a teacher in my life, but it's one of the best choices I've ever made. I love it. And I know the kids thrive on knowing how much they're loved by God 
and learning about Jesus. Yeah, true. Now, if you, the listener, want to find out more, you can contact Mr. Jude Hennessy. Now, he's on 4222407, who is a board member of the Inter-Church Commission for Religious Education in Schools. He'll let you know about the training and support offered by various churches to people who want to teach Christian SRE in state schools. Think about the difference you'll make in the kids' lives. Mm -hmm. But I tell you now, I've been doing scripture teaching for almost two years now. And the phenomenal difference those kids have made in my life as well. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Now coming up on the show, Dodsey, Sister Hilda from the Jamboree Abbey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. I was talking to a woman once. Interesting, isn't it? As if I haven't spoken to zillions in my life. This particular woman had lost a two-year-old son. Worst thing that can happen to anybody. As a result of losing this little child, the wheels came off the cart in her life good and proper. The marriage was in trouble. Everything was in trouble. And worst of all, she just felt abandoned by God, by everybody. On this particular Sunday, she said to God, Right, I'm going to church. But if I don't hear from you, if I don't get any comfort, that's it. We're through. I'm not coming back. So she went to church and she sat up the front. And along came her pastor who spoke the words of God. And the words of God were these. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? She said she sat in the pews and cried. For her, this was God saying to her, You thought I'd abandon you, didn't you? You thought I didn't know. You thought all those tears you were crying meant absolutely nothing to me, that I didn't care. You thought I didn't know, but I do know. I've cried every one of those tears with you and I'm still doing it. You thought I didn't care. I'm breaking my heart and I'm sorry. You didn't ask for this. I wish I could explain it to you. I wish I could make sense of it. I wish I could make it easier, but I can't. I just need you to know. I am here. I do know. You're not on your own. I'm with you. For that woman, the Word of God did what it's supposed to do. It engaged with her life. She was a changed woman after that. The Word of God has power to speak to you this week too. You might just get a big surprise when you open up the Word of God. It'll speak directly to where you're most hurting, to where you're happiest even. Do yourself a favour this week, at least once. Open up the Scriptures and take on board whatever message of comfort you find in there. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Now, coming up now, we've got an interview that our producer Jude Hennessy conducted with the newly appointed Director of Catholic Mission for the Diocese of Wollongong. Yeah, Dodsey, looking forward to that one. Dave gives us his insights about Catholic Mission, the importance of generosity in Christian living, and a bit about Mission Month. So let's get into it. I'm here with Dave Harrison, who's the newly appointed Diocesan Director for Catholic Mission. G'day, Dave. How are you going? G'day, Jude. I'm going well, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the journey. It's great to have you here in the studio to tell us a little bit about Catholic Mission. I know Catholic Mission is a much-supported charity right throughout the world, certainly in Australia, uh, in lots and lots of dioceses. Can you tell, for our listeners, what is Catholic Mission? Yes, Jude. Catholic Mission is the official aid agency of the Catholic Church and operates in over 1,100 dioceses all throughout the world. And Dave, as the Director of Catholic Mission, what are some of the key things that, that you've got to look after? 
made uh, after four weeks. I'm still working that out, yeah, but um, primarily, primarily, it's working with the um, thirty odd parishes and forty odd schools in the diocese. I'm also hoping to um, promote the message of what we do to a much broader audience, uh, perhaps people, very good people, generous people out there that want to help the, the good work of the kingdom who may or may not be in, uh, connected to a church at this moment. And so, Dave, for the listeners who might not know, what is the core work of, of Catholic Mission? Mate, the core work of Catholic Mission is to give people the opportunity to do what Jesus wanted us to do, and that's to have a full life. So we have a holistic approach of speaking the word, caring for people in need, and acting for justice and creation. It sounds fantastic. Dave, I'm conscious that in recent weeks you've had a, a very special guest come to the Diocese of Wollongong to speak about Catholic Mission. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Jude, that was Bishop Wens Padilla, and he's one of the first missionaries to arrive in Mongolia just over 20 years ago. And so who did you get him to speak to, Dave, and what was the, uh, what was the message that he was giving people about Catholic Mission? Mate, he spoke all around the country, mainly in churches and um, at some civic events. We had him at the uh, Catholic Club at Campbelltown, and he attended the um, diocesan launch of World Mission Month at Holy Spirit College, Balambi. Look, his main message was one of thanking us for our support and our um, intended support. Now, Dave, I bet you had plenty of experiences to tell about uh, what it's like to be a missionary in, in, in a place like Mongolia. Mate, he's uh, got lots of stories, and I'll just let the listeners know that he's actually Filipino. So he said there were three main problems that he encountered in going to Mongolia. Firstly, the language difficulty, and secondly, the food. He said they eat yak meat and they drink boiled horse milk on the odd occasion, so he didn't take to that too well. Okay, fair enough. I understand that. And the hardest thing, though, is the temperature. Mate, it gets as low as minus 45 degrees, so he said you'd have to go home and hop in the freezer to have any idea of how cold it is. And very different to the Philippines, no doubt. (laughs) Very different. That's, uh, that makes it a really challenging place, obviously, to go and share the gospel with people. What were some of the things that he, he really drove home in, in the audiences that he spoke to? Well, in his own words, he's a self-proclaimed beggar, although an old lady in one of the uh, churches challenged him on him. Uh, she said, rather, he was giving us the opportunity to give. And I think it gave us an insight too, Jude, into what sort of love of God is in the man that would drive him to, you know, go to, you know, such lengths yeah. um, to, to, you know, preach the gospel. Look, I saw people deeply touched by listening to Bishop Wens, and yet I actually saw him deeply moved himself. He was over in Perth, and a boy during uh, Mass came up and uh, attempted to give him something, and his mum stopped him because she didn't want to embarrass herself. And the bishop stopped her and went to the boy, and he actually uh, was about five years old, and he gave Bishop Wens a five-cent piece. And Bishop Wens was nearly crying as he lifted up this five-cent piece a week later, and he said it was like the widow's might and that he will treasure that as though it's a million dollars. And I think it really tapped into the level of isolation that missionaries can experience and the need for support. Yeah, they need our money. They need our money for the schools and education and the work of the mission to spread the kingdom. But they need to know that they're supported with our prayers and with our acts of kindness. And he was deeply touched. That's a great story, mate. It really is. I know Catholic Mission is involved in so much good work all around the world, both in making Jesus known and loved, but also in promoting the dignity of people by giving them the things that they need. Can you tell us a little bit, Dave, about the wonderful work of of Catholic Mission, some of the core work that are involved in right around the world? Look, we we fund crucial grassroots projects that are all about the human person, food, shelter, clothing, sanitation, 
education, health and nutrition programs, orphanages, rehab centres, all sorts of works. Listen, the bottom line, Jude, is that we actually do practical things as well as preach the word. So it's not an either-or situation, it's both. We preach the gospel and do things that Jesus would do himself to help the poor. It sounds like Catholic Mission are doing exactly the things that Pope Francis is calling everyone in the church, indeed everyone in the world to do, in the way that we treat the disadvantaged, Dave. Jude, I believe uh, that we are trying. Um, We're certainly all called to be on mission. We're not all called to go to Mongolia. And Paul in his letters made it very clear that when we give to a work like this, we're actually putting ourselves there spiritually. It's like we're actually going there. And I can tell you, mate, at those temperatures, I'd rather actually uh, give a bit of cash to Bishop Wens than head over there myself. I hear you. I understand that completely. Listen, Dave, if people do want to support Catholic Mission, who can they contact and how can they help? People can call toll-free 1800 257 296. They can visit www.catholicmission.org.au or they can actually phone me if they want to have a chat about what we do on 4222 2483. And now's a good time to contribute, Dave, isn't it? Because it's World Mission Month. It is indeed, and today particularly because it's World Mission Sunday all around the world, Jude. Dave Harrison, thanks very much for coming and speaking to us on The Journey. Jude, thanks for the opportunity. Well, there you go. Sounds like the Catholic Mission do absolutely amazing work. And with a man like Dave at the helm, I'm sure Mission Month will be supported really strongly by parishes all around the Diocese of Mm. Wollongong. I know for sure, Dodsey, that per capita of the population, the Diocese of Wollongong are incredibly generous when compared to other regions around Australia. That doesn't surprise me one little bit, Dave. Not in the slightest. I mean, I see that in the numerous schools. I get to go around in the diocese in my role with Catholic carers, you know. Uh, I get to visit eight of the schools in the, uh, in the diocese. And I hope that generosity really bears good fruit with donations to Catholic Mission. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Walking through a busy shop a few weeks ago, I was pleasantly surprised by a particular experience. As we shuffled round, it came to a bottleneck and I had to excuse myself and squeeze through the fast-closing gap of feet and shoulders. As one lady moved aside to make more room, I thanked her, and her reply was one I had not encountered before. My pleasure, she said. My pleasure? It was her pleasure to make way for me. Someone she didn't know, hadn't met, would never see again. She took delight in being able to serve me. Imagine the difference it could make if we could take that attitude into all those little things in life. When God asks us in our hearts to forgive someone, and we feel we can't, it would be my pleasure. When someone asks us to go beyond what we think we can give, like a lift that extends our journey by an extra 10 minutes, it would be my pleasure. To get up and go for a run to strengthen my body when I don't feel like it, it would be my pleasure. This may seem a little abstract or even silly, but it's worth playing with and see if it resonates with you. Coming to a deeper appreciation of who I am has had a lot to do with entertaining and playing with different attitudes and concepts until I find the ones that fit. Have fun today and genuinely smile inside and out when you get the chance to say out of love, it's my pleasure. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from smartloving.org. We're in the fifth and final week of a five-part series on the art of apology. In part one, we talked about the importance of admitting our error by accepting responsibility without excuses 
for our actions. We've also addressed the need to acknowledge the harm caused by our actions with specific details of the way the other person was hurt. We talked about expressing sincere sorrow and also about requesting forgiveness. This week we will talk about the commitment to change. Your spouse may have sincerely forgiven you and released their resentment towards you, but that doesn't automatically mean that they can or should trust you immediately. Words and intentions need to be followed through with consistent action. Only then will trust be gradually and fully restored. Most of us are serial offenders. He doesn't shout at her once. He's done it lots of times. She doesn't just criticise him once or that one occasion about that one thing. It's a pattern. For the offended person to be able to not just forgive, but to trust again with full openness, there has to be a demonstration of commitment to reform. And when there's a serious hurt or breach of trust between a husband and a wife, such as infidelity or violence, for reconciliation to be possible, there must be sincere repentance that requires you to not just say how you will change, but to follow it up with sustained action. So there we have it, five aspects to an apology. Being able to successfully reconcile in a marriage is a vital skill for sustaining love and warmth in the relationship, and it begins with understanding the art of apology. Research by five love languages founder Gary Chapman and Dr. Jennifer Thomas reveal that each person has a preference for one aspect of the apology process. That element is so important to them that if it isn't part of an apology, they just don't believe that the apology is sincere. For example, if expressing sorrow is key for you, unless you hear the words, I'm sorry, you just won't be able to accept the apology. And of course, the aspect that is key for your spouse is probably going to be the thing that you find hardest. The Art of Apology list is not a smorgasbord where you just pick and choose the parts you like. It's a complete meal. We need to master all these aspects of apology so we can be sure that every time we apologise to each other, we are certain that we have all the bases covered. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more tips and information about relationship, visit www.smartloving.org. You know, we're really lucky to have such experts in their fields contributing to the show each and every week. And look, don't forget you can go to the Diocese of Wollongong or the Pulse website to listen again to the show, maybe sharing some of the segments from our guest speakers with someone who you think would be helped or encouraged by it. Yeah, exactly right, Dodsey. Pulse941.com.au or radio.dow.org.au. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on Cradio. .org.au Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. I like being healthy and I like being well, so I always find the doctors to be an interesting experience because I have to remind myself to be honest. You know, I forget that they are doctors and their role is to help sick people, so if I don't tell them what's wrong, then they can't help me. You won't get a prescription if you hide the symptoms. Jesus used the analogy of a doctor in the gospel. He said, He came to help the sick. The well obviously have no need of a doctor. What does this mean for us? Are we meant to mope and be spiritual hypochondriacs with God, looking for sickness in our lives? No, it's not about that. It's about being honest with God. Whoever you are and wherever you're at, bring that to God. Our lives and our hearts are the thing of value that we can bring to God. If it's not really us, then it's not really real. And if it's not really real, well, really, there's no point at all. Let's let the doctor heal us. God bless. Well, there you go. That's it for another week here on The Journey. Keep spreading the word about the show. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place. And there's growing numbers of people listening in via live streaming. 
That's right, mate. And next week we'll be back with all our regular contributors again. Sister Hilda Scott, Bruce Downs, the Catholic Guy, Dr. Byron and Fran Parola, Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. You can tune in Sundays 11am up until midday and also repeated Wednesdays between 10pm and 11pm on Pulse 94.1. You can also live stream the show at pulse941.com.au or even listen to past shows at www.radio.daw.org.au. So until next time, have Have yourselves a great great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen in to The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au. Thank you.